How do you live in the bigness of God? Well, listen in as Ron Brown shares a devotional that he gave to his leadership team. Uh, this week is Psalm 24, verses 1 and 2. Um, you know, when you think about the words that are in these two passages that I will read, it can really set the framework for us really walking in the fullness of God's plan, purpose, and destiny for the season that we're in. It says that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and those who dwell in it. For he has founded it upon the seas and established it upon the waters. I mean, when you think about this passage of scripture, that everything in this world belongs to God. Uh, he's the creator and sustainer of every nation, every tribe, every language, every tongue. All the creatures, every, all the gold, all the silver, everything belongs to God. If we have a revelation of that in our spirit as the people of God, we should never feel that we're beneath and never feel that we're the tail, but we are the head because Jesus is in charge of the universe. And in this season that we're living in with so much brokenness and division and discouragement and hopelessness that is in the world, um, it is very important for us to have a, a new understanding and a fresh revelation of the greatness and the bigness of God. And so if there is any title to this little devotion I'm going to share, it would be living in the bigness of God. You know, God is big. He's great. He's awesome in his power. Uh, he has the right to all of the earth and all that it produces uh, and he can do with it whatever he chooses. Amen. He has the claim deed on all people, uh, their services, their talents, and all that they can accomplish through their work because he is the creator. He founded the earth. Hallelujah. You know, we sometimes talk about who discovered America. Well, we know who created the earth and created the world. Uh, it was God. He is the creator. And he established, and according to Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3, he upholds all things by the power of his word. When the disciples asked Jesus to teach them how to pray, he taught them to pray, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God is our Father. We are to sanctify him in our hearts, in our mind, in our body, in our soul. And his name, in his name, is the authority over all of creation. And that includes everything in the earth. If that is so, why are we fearful? Why do we worry about tomorrow? Why do we worry about our future? Why do we worry about the plans that we have? If God really is the creator of the earth, if the earth really is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, why do we not live like that if we know him, if we know who he is? He is the king. His kingdom is sovereign, and he rules over all of creation. There is no equal to him. Can someone say amen? amen. <laughs> you know, in Hebrews chapter 28, it says in verse 20, chapter 12, verse 28, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 28 says, Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. God is the king. Jesus is the king of the kingdom of God. And when we come to him, we can find help, grace, and mercy in our hour of need. The early church 
leaders and disciples, they really understood this revelation of the bigness of God, that God was their father, that he owned all that was in the earth so they could live above and beyond the circumstances that they were in. Why do we allow the circumstances that we live in to dictate our faithfulness? Why do we allow the circumstances that we live in to dictate our response to the things that come to us if we understand that God really does own everything in the earth? Hallelujah. That revelation needs to come to us more and more and more. Uh, the early church uh, leaders were able to embrace their limitations and their weaknesses because they knew through Christ's revealing power that God was bigger than anything that this world, any obstacle that this world had to bring against them. Uh, the Apostle Paul says, I glory in my infirmities. I glory in my weaknesses. How can you talk like that, Paul? Because he understood that God was the ruler of all and that the power of Christ would come to rest on him in the midst of the circumstances uh, that he was in. If we really understand that God is the, the father of the earth, that he's the creator of the earth, that he founded it upon the seas, that means he created it and he established it and he sustains it, then why do we care about our status and our position? We spend so much time thinking about where we are in the pecking order with other people. Why do we care about those kinds of things if we understand that God is our Father, He's the sustainer, the owner of all tribes, all nations, all resources, everything, and He's our Father? Hello? <laughs> I say, and he's our father. If we really understand that, why do we spend so much time trying to build a reputation? Jesus made himself of no reputation. He took on the form of a servant because he understood that God was in control of everything. That's why prayer is so very important to maintain that perspective. Jesus would regularly go away from the crowd and from the disciples and he would spend time in prayer and he would commune with the Father to keep that perspective in view that everything belonged to God because there's a lot of voices shouting at him. There's a lot of distractions that are shouting at us on a daily basis. And when we spend time in prayer, we can maintain that bigness of God in the midst of all our, our circumstances and not be moved. Hallelujah. If we understand that, that God is the, the creator of the earth and everything belongs to him, uh, it'll take care of the roots of racism, hatred, selfish ambition, divisions, unhealthy competitions, jealousies and covetousness, bitterness. All of these things grow out of an of a, a inferiority complex of trying to make ourselves be something. When we understand that God is in charge of everything uh, and that he looks at this earth and he handles the resources and he moves things around as he wills and he loves us, his motivation is love, his character is love, his nature is love, and if we understand that, we don't have to compare ourselves to other people. As a matter of fact, the Apostle Paul said, comparing yourselves to yourselves is unwise. Mm -hmm. And so much of the divisiveness that is in the world today, I think, is grown out of a, 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 an inability for people to discern and know that God really is <laughs> the ruler and he's in charge. When we hear about dictators and those who rise up around the world, world and they flex their military power and they make all kind of bellicose statements that they are going to make other people subservient to them. They don't understand like Nebuchadnezzar didn't understand that there is a sovereign of the universe 
Hallelujah. God created this earth and it belongs to him. And if the people of God will enter into those times of prayer and allow God to keep that ever before us, then we can bear up in the midst of any circumstances. We can declare God's love to all people and we can live out this gospel in a way that makes the light of God shine in the earth. And a matter of fact, he says we are salt. And we are light. Amen. And so we can be that, but we can't be that if we don't know that, if we don't know that God is in charge. But when we know that God is in charge of the earth, then we can be who he's called us to be. Our being grows out of our knowing. Uh, And so may God give us a deeper knowing that he is truly in charge of all of the earth. As I close my short devotional (laughs) this morning, I think about Jesus Uh, The Bible says that he kept growing. See, we need to continue to grow in our understanding. It says in Luke chapter 2, verse 52, that Jesus grew in four ways. He grew in wisdom, he grew in stature, and he grew in favor with God, and he grew in favor with men. I believe that Jesus grew in this way because wisdom comes from the scriptures. Jesus meditated in the word. He knew the scriptures. Jesus was a man of prayer. Hallelujah. And so through prayer and through the word of God, we will grow in our wisdom. He grew in stature. We grow in stature when we are faithful to God, when we exercise the spiritual gifts and we lean into our current assignment that God has given to us. We grow in stature and influence. That's really what I was talking about, not just talking about his physical person, but he grew in influence. And it was because of the anointing that was upon him, how God God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power. He went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. And so when we grow in stature, it means that we embrace the power and presence of the Holy Spirit. The Apostle Paul said in in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 1, that we are to pursue love, desire spiritual gifts. Uh, And so when we walk in the fullness of that, Um, revelation, then God will cause our stature to grow as we understand who he is. Favor with God, we pursue uh, the purposes of God. Our character is developed when we walk in obedience and we lean into what the Lord has called us to do and give him everything. We grow in favor with men when we are consistent, when we're reliable, when we're dependent, uh, when we don't just do the minimum, but we give our best Uh, And when we walk in truth and we walk in integrity of character, when we continue to grow in these in, in, in increasing measures, then we will grow in our understanding that truly the earth is the Lord's and all of its fullness, the world and those who dwell in it, for he has founded it upon the seas and established it upon the waters. In other words, he's the creator. He's the sustainer of all things. So therefore, we have hope. We have joy, we have peace because we're part of the kingdom of God and the love of God flows through us in every place that he sets us to speak a word for him, to exemplify the kingdom of God, then we are able to do it with confidence, not with an arrogance, but with a confidence that, hey, yes, I might be going through a struggle now. I might be going through a trial right now, but God knows where I am. God knows what I'm going through. And he has all of the resources that are needed and are necessary to cause me to be successful in what he called me to do and to be. And so may all of us here at Teen Challenge Southern California continue to lean into this understanding and this revelation that the earth belongs to the Lord. And everything in it is his. Therefore, we will not fear. Therefore, we will not doubt. 
but we will have faith, we will have joy, and we will go forth with confidence, and we will go through every trial as the apostle. I glory in my infirmities and weakness because he understood that on the other side of that, God was going to deliver him, and he was going to see an even greater understanding of the bigness of God. So let us live in the bigness of who God is. Amen? Amen. God bless you. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> well, be encouraged, Amber. Amen. We appreciate you so much for what you do in the kingdom of God. But I see that when they came out of that upper room, they had this understanding that God was bigger than anything when they were filled with the Holy Spirit. Uh, and so they could lean into their circumstance, even though they were being persecuted and they were going through all of the stuff that they were going through. They did not allow, allow fear to rule them. Uh, what they did when they were forced to leave their homes and disperse, what did they do? They kept preaching the word. They kept testifying that Jesus is the Messiah. They kept talking about Jesus rose again. Uh, why could, how could they do that instead of running in uh, and get into a depression and say, you know, uh, my life is over. I had to leave my home. Oh, what's going to happen to me? No, 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 no. They understood that the earth is the Lord's, the fullness thereof. And even though there might be a Caesar that is sitting in Rome, and there might be Roman soldiers around, understand and know that there's a God who's in control of the Caesar. There's a God who can turn the heart of the king whichever way he chooses. And I am going to stand and declare and testify to his goodness. So they weren't moved by the circumstances. Let us not be so easily moved off of our faith and our convictions when trials or when difficulties come. And so we can embrace those things because God is with us and he promised to never leave us and to never forsake us. But when they had that understanding, they, they just kept preaching the gospel. It's like, we can't get rid of these people. It's like everything that they went through, they would get up. Yes, and Jesus Christ gave his life on the cross. He rose again on the third day. He's alive forevermore. He's the son of God. And in his name, in his name only, there's salvation for all mankind. They just kept coming back, kept coming back, kept coming back. And we've been coming back for over 2,000 years. And may we continue to keep coming back until Jesus comes back for us in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. We are the church. We are the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Blessings. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. If you haven't already, subscribe today on your mobile device to get exclusive new content from Teen Challenge of Southern California. For more information, visit us on the web at teenchallenge.org.